to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy to understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Know Your Money. Craig Warren, how are you guys today? All good, thanks, Bron. And you? I'm very well, thank you. And you, Warren? I'm good, thank you, Craig. I'm excited for today. Yes, a new concept yes. Bron brings to the table. The number seven strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So what Craig and Warren are referring to is um, the episode we did last week where you're planning for the year and setting your goals and setting your intentions. We found that it's really important to do that with your money as well. And if you just kind of leave your money and you don't know where it's going or what's what's happening with it, you can't necessarily make a change. So what we have is the seven steps to financial freedom and how do you achieve financial freedom? I mean, if I asked you that question now, what would either of you say? Work hard. Uh, save more than you spend. Awesome. Yes, good and one. these are definitely tips that that are out there and that do definitely work. But that save more than you spend, I still struggle with and I've been st- in financial planning for 10 years and I know that concept and a lot of people struggle with that though exactly and it's the how how do I do that and I feel like this seven steps to financial freedoms helps you to do that Mm. so step number one is become conscious of your money relationships and what we like what is your relationship with money Warren so as we said before I I see money as um a tool for me and my business, but in my personal life, it's very different. Um, I, I, you know, I see money as a means of safety and uh, that's why I save it. Okay. Um, I feel safe when I have savings. Awesome. And how do you feel when you spend it? I feel uncomfortable and irresponsible sometimes, um, which uh, I know is illogical because I'm not irresponsible with my money. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we talk about it a lot in the past, um, in our early episodes in this podcast about, you know, just becoming aware of how you think about money. Mm. And I think that's where you're, you're sort of leading us here. Absolutely. And Craig, when it comes to you, how would you describe your relationship with money? I see money as freedom and you have the, you know, if, if you have enough money, hopefully you have enough time. You know, and those are two very important elements for me, time and money. Absolutely. And I think that's that's it, you know. And what we've got to do is what does freedom mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Like really go into detail with those kind of things. And the first step is become conscious of your relationships with money. So we are going to be um, in the next few weeks, weeks doing the seven different relationships that we find with money. But it is like, how do you feel about spending it? How do you feel about saving it? What does saving it do for you to give you that freedom that you want? So understanding what you want, I suppose, is maybe even before that, like, what does it mean to you? And how does that look? Then you become conscious of those relationships. Step number two, um, for some people is to get out of debt. So I feel like a lot of us just have this pattern of you're in debt, then you use your 13th check to pay your credit card for the 
you know, for that year and then you're back into it again. And it just like seems to be this snowball kind of effect. And we've found that there's kind of two ways of getting out of debt. Step number one is to lower your credit card limits. Because if you are a spender, it's going to be quite difficult to to stop spending. Yeah. And I think the thing is like, you know what you said now where you've got to spend less um Save more. Save more. Yeah. You can't do that without a boundary or a tool in the way. It's like parenting. Like, you know now that 6.30 is bath time every day. That's yeah. a boundary. And, that works. And it's a discipline, isn't it? You know, like, I'm not very disciplined when it comes to buying a slab of chocolate and only having one row. Yes. But when it comes to my money, I'm incredibly disciplined. Yeah. So it's learning that discipline. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so step number one would be to potentially lower your credit card limits so that you don't necessarily have access to that. But what also happens is if you do that, you feel like your safety net is gone. So if you said money feels like safety to you and you had that credit card as your safety net, we always feel like have as you're lowering that, put a certain amount aside. So most people say pay off all your debt and then save. So funny you say that, Bronwyn. I have a credit card that is always uh, at a zero balance um, because I pay the balance off instantly at the end of every month. They reduced my credit limit the other day and I felt a bit uncomfortable. Mm. And I thought, well, well, now if something happens, I don't have access to cash. Yeah. Which was, yeah, it was an uncomfortable feeling. Because money means safety to you. And exactly. now they've taken a, a little bit of your safety net away. You know, exactly. And for you to be the one that actually lowers your own safety net, I mean, that must, that is a big thing to do. But if you, as you lowering that, you're saving on your side. So you're creating your own safety net with your money, not the bank's money. I think that's how it would 100%, help. 100%, yeah. Okay. Um, step number three would be working on your safety net, exactly what we're saying there. Every round needs a plan. Plan for the what ifs in your life. So this is where... Is this the emergency bucket? And the envelopes. Absolutely that. And I'm reading a new book by um, Morgan Housel, The Same As Ever. And um, it is his second book. And basically what he says in there is that... You've got to plan so much that it feels uncomfortable, that you feel like you've saved too much. Because we plan for everything that we think will happen. We plan for all the scenarios we envision. But it's the big things like COVID. No one planned for COVID. No. No one planned for 9-11. So you've got to plan for the things that you can't see as well. Um, so even if it is one of those buckets, give that unplanned events bucket so that you've got those safety nets and you feel okay and and get out of using the credit card as your safety net create your own ones which takes time I yeah think. it does yeah. take time you know you you have to pay attention to it all the time you know mm. and it's not a problem to do that you don't think i must do my budget once a year you do it every month yeah maybe every week in fact and really like we've, we've said it before but like what is your relationship with money like are you spending time of it? Are you giving it attention? Imagine it was a baby. A baby needs nappy change and to be fed and to be nurtured and to be cared for. How much 
if you had to sit and have a date with your money, what would it be saying back to you? You never speak to me. You just spend me. You just expect me to be there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? No, you look at, I mean, you, you two are both married as well. And, you know, my wife is always saying to me, um, we need to make time for us. We need to work on our True. relationship exactly. all the time. It's so important in a marriage. Yeah. Well, you should do that with the money, right? Absolutely. And when you should do, you do it with your spouse as well, not just on your own. Yeah, you that's must, a problem, Craig. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely a one step. step at a time. Yeah, one step yes, at a time. but uh, for sure a step. Okay, then step number four would be to increase your income. And what I mean by this is... Um, what are you charging? How could you increase those charges? Or is there something that you could do on the side to help? Because I think earnings is definitely where we can go to to have a bit more to save. And I would uh, I would agree with that. But I'd say if you looked at it like this, Bronwyn, increase your disposable income. Mm-hmm. So even if you can't, you know, right now in your career, you can't get a, a promotion, you yeah. can't increase your actual income, you don't have time for a side hustle. Well, what you can do is buy less coffees during the week. Yes, correct. You can reduce yeah. your spending, still living comfortably and happy and increasing your income effectively. For sure. And that's where um, Ramit Seti's you, um, Your Rich Life, I think all of us have different versions of that rich life. So if buying a coffee every day is what you need to do, fine. But then where's the area that you can spend less on? There's got to be somewhere you can trim the fat, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. You know, like uh, an analogy you used before that was like, do you need the new Beamer? Yeah. If if that is what you really do need, then you need to be able to sacrifice something else to give you the beamer, not sacrifice your new earnings. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So you now earn 5,000 rand extra. Do you go and get the new beamer because you earn 5,000 rand extra? Not necessarily. You should find that 5,000 in what you earn now and the the extra 5,000 go to these other areas of your life for your rich life. And, and it's crazy when, when you, you, again, it's like the compound effect of, of when you you can take a daily spend. So I use the coffee example. Um, let's say you're going to Seattle and spending 50 rand a day on a coffee. Mm. Okay, well, that's 250 rand a working week, 1,000 rand a month. Mm. You're spending 12,000 rand a year on cups of coffee. Yeah. Now, extrapolate that if it was in a money market, how much you could actually earn over, say, 20 years of investing that money into a money market. So you make an excellent point there, Warren, that the little changes can make massive difference yeah, huge in the future. Changes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and just, just being aware of those and seeing the different things. Okay, then step number five is enable automation on all money relationships. So what I mean by that is we generally have debit orders that are just automatic and then you know, whatever's left you see as you're spending money, you know. But what that automation should be, like if you have to pay, like for example, with the kids, I have to do swimming lessons and all of that. I've automated that so it goes off automatically. Then all these savings buckets we talk about, if you get your salary in and then you have to go and move 500 rand to kids extra murals and 500 rand to holidays and whatever the case is, that's work. That's not streamlining it properly. So auto, put an automatic debit order and of an, an, an easy amount. If you want to add more into the one bucket, go ahead, but have that automation set up. I yeah. think it will really 
change Brilliant. things. So it'll massively help your discipline as well. Because yeah. yeah. in order to stop that debit, you have to then do yes. the work to do it on the computer. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. It'll definitely help. Very much and that's so. the thing. It's like being disciplined in a nice way because then you know what's left is for you to spend. So if you want to spend that 50 rand on the coffee or you'd rather go spend it on the, I don't know, that's your spending money. It's guilt-free. You can do what you want with it. Um, then number six would be prepare for all seasons. And that sort of ties in again with the other ones and just knowing that all seasons are things that you think about but there's also ones that you don't think about so what we mean by that is like are you looking after your retirement are you looking after your holidays your goals your how's your saving for your son's university going warren yeah yeah very much so. <laughs> exactly yes. because of exactly what you said now that compound thing yeah. if you started now it's Let's say a thousand rand a month. But if you only start when he's in high school, oh my how gosh. much of your salary oh, do you no. have to I mean, take? Would away? you be able to afford it? Probably not. Mm. Would you have to take on debt to send him? Yes. Yeah. Would you want to be in that situation? No. Knowing what I know you, now, absolutely not. Getting close to your retirement years, you no. don't want to be spending money on education where you could have saved it twenty five years ago. Yeah. yeah. And this is it, and it doesn't matter where you are at. If your kids are in high school now, just Try and make a start. This this whole point is like, you know, with what Craig said last week and about setting your intentions and your goals, like map out your seasons for the year. Map out the areas that you want to start filling. If you fill the one bucket, let's say you need medical emergencies and you say that must be 5,000 rand, where does that next amount then go? You know, just keep going with all of those different seasons. And then lastly would be expand and grow your wealth. By that, I mean um, listen to our podcast <laughs> or um, get the books that just help you or the knowledge or where can you invest to help ex expand your growth. And I mean by like a new business or investing in stocks. And or maybe speak to financial advisors. Yeah. Absolutely speak to financial advisors. Yeah, it's a very good idea because you can bounce ideas off your financial advisor and they can maybe and clear they do the, this for a living. You yeah, don't know and what they you're can doing. Maybe help clear your thinking as well, where you might have a, a specific thing you want to do. It might not be a good idea, and that can help clear your thinking. Yeah, I heard Bob over the road did this. What do you yeah, think about exactly, me doing yeah. that? No, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the biggest things is like people come to me like I want to cash out my pension because I want to buy this business because I want to grow my wealth, and it's. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But all of those kind of things, like if you come and say like, you know, I want to put all my savings into buying this, then what happens to all those other areas? I don't mind if you come to me and say, I want to use 10% of my wealth to buy into this business because I believe that it's something. That's okay. That's 10%. It's not everything all in one thing. You're still worrying about the other seasons, the other relationships, the other buckets. Yeah. So yeah. that's the seven. I hope it helps. Always. Always, guys. Well, yeah, thank great. you very much for today. Yes, thanks, everybody. Nice concept, Bronwyn. Thanks, guys. Have a great Warren, day. Lucky you number too. seven every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, would like to subscribe, please visit our website, www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.